0: Welcome to Sound & Vision.
1: Conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host
0: of Sound & Vision, Brian Alfred. Morgan Blair is an artist born in Worcester, Massachusetts and based in New York City. She received a BFA in illustration from the Rhode Island School of Design in 2008. She's had exhibitions at Andrew Rapatz Gallery in Chicago, Shane Campbell Gallery in Chicago, the Newcomb Art Museum in New Orleans, Mountain Gallery in Brooklyn, Terry Goldberg in New York, and many others. She's been featured in Juxtapose Magazine, Liner Magazine, Endless Editions, and the Sundance Film Festival. I met up with Morgan at the Whole Gallery, at the site of our solo show. And we talked about mixtapes, YouTube videos, art puzzles, Magic Eye, and a lot more. Here's our conversation.
1: Sounds great. Perfect. I heard that actual segment on NPR not long ago. Oh, they played that segment on? Mm-hmm. No, it was an actual NPR segment about oatmeal. Oh, jeez. Like, coming up, we're going to be talking about all the ways to spruce up your oatmeal. <laughs>
0: So, so it's basically a Saturday Night Live sketch after the sketch, and they just yes. recreated it with a different subject matter?
1: Yes, without regard for the fact that they were imitating SNL.
0: Right. Um, so why don't we jump in? Let's do it. You know, we're yeah. here. Okay. At, we're at the gallery, and surrounded okay. by all your work. Um, but admittedly, I don't know much about your coming up, so what, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Central Massachusetts. Central Mass. I feel like a lot of people hear that and they think Western Mass, which is—it's not. It's, it's very central.
0: Way further, right?
1: Yeah, it's not Boston. It's not Central Mass. I mean, it's not Western Mass. It's like Worcester. Yeah. You know Worcester at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Worcester County, but outside Worcester, so farmland. Yeah. Outside Worcester. Oh,
0: so you were—you were out there?
1: Yeah, pretty out there. Like. And did you
0: have like a rural upbringing? a big yard and lots of space
1: I worked on a farm down the road our like family friends neighbors farm from when I was 13 to like 20 in the summers (laughs) and stuff Um, yeah no sidewalks, no like trash removal the center of town really small, like library, town hall general store lumber yard, bank, church that's it
0: yeah it's funny how if you go to a middle of a state it's usually going to be that feel
1: yeah i really like it yeah i prefer it everyone's sort of you see the same people all the time slower really super slow yeah yeah Yeah. but i went to school in a different town a few towns away where my mom taught so i didn't have that many friends Mm -hmm. in that town where i grew up but um Working at the farm, I made a few friends. That was kind of nice, yeah.
0: And what was your, like when you were going to school as a kid, were you creative? Was it something that you were into early on? Or how did that get into your life?
1: Always. Um, I don't have any brothers or sisters, so I think I just always was drawing as a way to just occupy myself. Yeah, you had to keep yourself busy. Yeah, yeah. Creativity
0: comes from boredom, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. If you're
0: bored, you're gonna just start inventing stuff. I, I
1: know. That's what worries me about, like having, like, just the existence of kids today in yeah. modern times. Like, how could they ever be bored?
0: They're not. How They're are they ever gonna... entertained?
1: Man, it's weird. It kind of scares me.
0: I think it's just a different. I I feel like they have to evolve to creativity in a different way. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have so much input and stimuli all the time that I guess they could be inundated with new ideas and new possibilities and mm-hmm. but that boredom it does feel really important because yeah. that's the only time when you're gonna start doing really weird stuff right. to entertain like destroying stuff or like making a huge mess yeah just because you're at your wits end there's nothing else to do
0: yeah i imagine if you're like a kid in your room and you have that one toy yeah. You're gonna do all this stuff with that. What but, are you know, all of
1: the things I can yeah, do to just Barbie. To,
0: you become more inventive and you know, maybe more imaginative about what you're gonna do with that toy. Whereas if you give a kid like ten thousand toys, then it's like,
1: okay, next, how next, do I
0: next. create a world out of, or like, what am I gonna do with all these things? Hopefully, there's a way to still be creative with that. But I think it's just gonna be different. Yeah. Different kind of uh, speed and problem-solving skills, I think, when it comes to that.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: So you didn't have much but you drew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean I I had stuff. Yeah. Totally. But I don't know why I gravitated towards like drawing and and that kind of activity. I don't know. It's like kind of therapeutic. It's quiet.
0: Were your parents creative?
1: They are creative they in their own ways. Were They're they? not farmers. My mom's a teacher mm-hmm. and my dad has been um, the building manager at this historic concert hall in Worcester, so he 's kind of like the Renaissance man there. He runs around setting stuff up and breaking stuff down, he knows where everything goes, he paints what needs to be painted and stuff like that mm-hmm. but he I, I mean they have their own funny ways that they 're creative that I really admire when I realized that they existed like. Yeah. Started realizing my dad will, when he has the opportunity to paint, say a door, he'll paint it like five different bright colors, <laughs> not one at a time. Like it's a brown door, one panel's green, the next panel's yellow, the next one's blue, the next one's like bright red. It's just madness. Like I don't know why what he's thinking, but it's awesome.
0: Maybe it's just expression, or you know, it's just.
1: I guess. Getting yeah. it out. You know? I guess he doesn't talk about it. It just appears like in his office at this concert hall it's like whoa did dad did you paint that
0: oh i thought you meant at home so he's doing that in a historic building yeah (laughs) yeah
1: there's a hallway that i saw the last time i was there that's like bright green i mean it's a private it's like goes to people's offices but it's i think it's either bright green i don't know what the wall color is the walls and the doors are bright green like navy purpley blue and purple. Wow, <laughs> It's just crazy looking. Yeah, but so you he's just saw like, that, yeah, right? I just like those colors. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, what did your mom teach?
1: She always taught did all the grades in elementary school.
0: Oh yeah, so a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Was that um, a good thing or?
1: Yeah. Um, you know,
0: cause parents as teachers sometimes can be <coughs> overbearing, or not overbearing, but <laughs> it could be much.
1: Yeah, I, I always. Knew when she was asking me a question the way she would ask a student a question like right. picking my brain just try to see how I was thinking about something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it is interesting, yeah. Having a teacher parent mostly that manifested with me spending a lot of time just at school. Yeah. Like waiting for her at my school day would end and then I would, if she was teaching at the same school I went to, I'd just stay at school for the next few hours while she had like meetings and stuff and i'd just be really well acquainted with like the layout of the school and like the teacher's room would always have snacks in it and i was able to decipher like which snacks were like for eating for anybody to eat if they had like colored saran wrap on them or something i could probably like have some of whatever was in there versus like private snacks right you know yeah there were other teachers kids i played with like the librarian would get mad at me, because I'd be, like, bouncing a basketball for two hours in the hallway. <laughs>
0: sort of. Like so that school that your mom taught at, it only went to a certain grade, right? Yeah. Was it, it
1: weird it was, to go
0: to the next level, and she wasn't in that school anymore, or did it feel liberating? Um,
1: I think it was weird to go to junior high, just for all the reasons it's weird to go to junior high, right. outside of my mom being, I mean, I would have been probably embarrassed if my mom taught at the junior high more than (laughs) attending the elementary school where she taught. But yeah, junior high was definitely weird, just in general. Seventh and eighth graders, like, ugh.
0: Yeah, it's a tough time. Weirdness. (laughs) There's too many chemicals and hormones bubbling around.
1: Totally. (laughs) I mean, and the music at the time was... Terrible. It was just not a good time for, like, pop culture, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All the stuff we were obsessed with was bad. Like, Britney Spears, top of her game. Yeah. Uh, Like, rap rock. Yeah. Oh, very early 2000s, like, 99, 2000. Just a weird time to be alive as a young teen.
0: In, In 20 years, it'll be looked at as amazing I'm
1: patiently waiting yeah. for that time it yeah.
0: Hasn't hit, yeah god it's
1: really <laughs> taking forever
0: yeah it's not hit yeah I
1: can't really imagine when like Papa Roach is gonna be cool
0: yeah maybe that's true I don't know disco you know I, I would imagine a lot of people post disco thought that that would never come back
1: yeah right
0: and then you have you know bands that are playing disco you know I know like it's kind of
1: you need multiple decades.
0: I think it's all cyclical. It comes back.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I, I hope that's true or I hope it's not true in this case. Yeah. I hope it's, I hope it's true.
0: Maybe will justify second, my mixtapes. And maybe second generation, it just is a little better, ideally.
1: Yeah, right. We, we can improve on this right. genre of corn and Slipknot. Oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's take a left turn from those. <laughs> I wasn't into Slipknot. That's I'm just saying. Ju- right, right.
1: Okay. That's true.
0: <laughs> what about uh, so in high school? Were you taking? Did you have a good art teacher or an art class? Or when did you get into the the feeling of like, oh, this is something I want to maybe go to school for or do further?
1: Um, it always was my main thing, and I think probably just when I started visiting colleges, my mom and I went to a few like liberal arts colleges to check those out because she. You know, like the idea of me being like a well-rounded person, Mm -hmm. having not just like one thing.
0: Not just the art school.
1: Yeah, but we went to those and, you know, they're touring us around like, this is where you'll study science and like history. And I was just like, oh God, (laughs) no, (laughs) I don't want to. Right. Uh, Like I was a decent student in high school. I just was really ready to be done with all that stuff. Yeah. So I guess I realized like, it's either that or just straight-up art school, which seemed worlds, like, of course I want to go to art school. Yeah, that's yeah. obviously the thing that I want, the only right. thing that I want. Um. So
0: what did you decide? Oh, RISD. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that what you're asking? Yeah, and Yeah. How
0: did, she, how did she feel about that?
1: Uh, she felt great. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. That's good. Good reputation, so I think they were like, cool, that, that'll work. No
0: science, but a really good school nonetheless, so...
1: No science. (laughs) There was, yeah, there were, like...
0: Is there science at RISD?
1: um, I don't think. There's, like, a nature lab. Yeah. (laughs) You can go there and draw stuff in it. And you can take courses at Brown, but sort of the semesters don't really line up exactly, so you'd have to be, like, pretty motivated to make that happen, which I wasn't. Uh, (laughs) But there's, like, art history. There's, like, more academic electives liberal arts electives mm-hmm. there might have been some kind of science i don't know like if you're in industrial design or architecture you at least get some like math yeah and engineering a little bit i think but i wasn't in those so
0: right so what years were you at RISD?
1: 2004 to 8
0: so is that yeah. is that post fort thunder
1: yeah pretty much i yeah. think i don't know i, I was pretty dialed into my like school work yeah and ended up regretting not having gone out into the city more and like seen people and music and places that I now know I should have <laughs> gone to and like explored more.
0: You were in the the studio zone?
1: Yeah, I just wasn't paying any attention to like what was going on around me, other than school yeah. and my friends at school.
0: And what were you making then? Were your paintings anything like what you're doing now? or
1: No, I mean, at some point I kind of dialed in on like patterns as a thing that yeah. I like, because sort of, I like endless kind of meditative tasks like filling in a pattern, but there's still some of that. But no, everything I was making was really different because I was basically a child.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, now it's been, it feels like a long time now since college. It hasn't been that long, but I feel like I basically was still in high school. I was making illustrations I was majoring in illustration, so it was, like, assignment-based okay. images, you know.
0: So you went into illustration, is that what you wanted to do, basically, or... Yeah, when did you, When did you start painting? Painting. Was I that after I after guess
1: after graduating, yeah. I was... I mean, I majored in illustration because it seemed like the closest thing to what I liked doing already, which was drawing mm-hmm. and painting, but like drawing mostly with paint, if at all.
0: And the possibility of employment?
1: I guess, yeah. I, was, I didn't have a good handle on like painting, the major of painting, which was like really out there to yeah. me. It could be like anything at all. Yeah. Um, I wasn't thinking very conceptually. Um, but yeah, after graduating, I was like moved here with some friends, 2008, terrible job market obviously Mm -hmm. no expectations and no prospects but I was trying to do this illustration thing like freelance editorial illustration but I wasn't that I, I just got all panicked like every time I got an assignment you have to like do sketches in a pretty short time frame like within the day or within a few hours come up with like a bunch of good ideas that the art director can pick from I never had any good ideas. They're always, I always would like freeze up. Like what, what I don't know what to do. Yeah. Finally get some sketches out. And then they pick the one that you like the least. <laughs> and then you have to turn that into an illustration without really changing very much because they've already decided that's what they want.
0: Just fine tune it?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, refine it. Make, color it in, make it, yeah. make it polished. Right. And make it communicate something specific from the article
0: how are you getting those how does how do illustration people get their gigs
1: oh man I never found out that doesn't seem easy <laughs> I think know? just networking yeah, the same just as anything
0: get to know someone at the New Yorker or the New York Times yeah. or whatever and hopefully. it's funny
1: like at the time we were graduating we were still printing out like our pieces on paper and putting them in like a Plastic sleeves portfolio situation, and then our teachers were like, "Okay, now you're going to bring this to the Times and like show a person." (laughs) Like (laughs) already felt outdated. Like, am I am I going to do that? I don't see myself doing that. Right. Maybe that's why I didn't. I wasn't like really full steam ahead on that path. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I did get some assignments that were cool, and I was like happy to be doing them. But I, I was it was too nerve-wracking yeah and I felt like I couldn't be weird enough or I couldn't be as weird as I wanted to be with the imagery because it would be like why did you put like a this doesn't make any sense for the article like this is weird the readers are not going to understand this yeah and I'd be like well fuck maybe I don't want to do this then yeah yeah
0: because yeah, so... you're working under deadlines and then what people want I mean it's yeah. you know like graphic design you or need to other communicate something
1: art. specific yeah. and I really like communicating ambiguous stuff <laughs> yeah.
0: or specific to what you want
1: to do yeah. which
0: is ambiguous right? I
1: like the specificity but then I want it to be kind of more open to interpretation right Yeah.
0: so you thought painting that would be
1: <clears throat> yeah I guess I started just doing more like abstract totally abstract stuff with like patterns, geometric pattern-y stuff, mm-hmm. um, going full-on into, like, meditative pattern-making type stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how that changed. I think I was just doing that for a while and started to feel really stale because I wasn't drawing anything. There was mm-hmm. nothing, like, that I was jumping off of or thinking of. There was no content. I was just, like, filling in all of patterns, which were trippy and cool, but... I wanted to have something specific like underneath that right. that I knew was there, even if it didn't read necessarily. Um, and I think maybe that's when, I don't know, for a while I was like riding around on my bike and noticing a lot of like discarded gloves and banana peels all over the streets. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you notice something like that, you're like, oh my God, it's everywhere. There's like thousands of banana peels, <laughs> thousands of gloves. So I was taking pictures of those is this just in Brooklyn? for fun, yeah, yeah, because I like collecting stuff like that, making mm-hmm. lists and collections, but um then I was like, oh maybe I could maybe I could like channel this as a subject matter and turn these into like abstract paintings that also have some basis in reality, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I and them in Peel paintings, I tried to do that, <laughs> they look they look kind of weird, like I didn't really like them that much. I was still looking for something to paint, like what is my subject matter, yeah can't just have an empty painting of pattern but I guess that's maybe when I was taking screenshots from Seinfeld Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm just gonna do something totally out of left field maybe it will like knock something loose in my brain where I like suddenly have a good idea so I I took a screenshot from Seinfeld and I was painting it over and over it's like Jerry is facing his desk he has in the corner by the window and there's cactus and he's wearing this leather jacket for some reason I just was like this is it. This That's is my image. image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to paint this and paint it and paint it until I've, it becomes abstract to me, you mm-hmm. know, like saying a word over and over. Right, and until you loses like, its <laughs> yeah. What is this sound? So that was my goal. And then it just turned into a whole series of Seinfeld <laughs> paintings yeah. somehow.
0: And they were kind of loose and gestural, right?
1: Yeah, some of them were kind of loose and scratchy. The, the ones I liked the best were, like, mushy and, like, monochromatic and yeah. didn't even necessarily look like Seinfeld. Right. And then...
0: Only the true connoisseur would know that that's yeah, Costanza.
1: That's his fucking hair. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. I mean, Jerry's hair is iconic. Yeah, that, it is. It's like this weird, almost a mullet, but anyway. he has got the poof in the
0: front. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Something about his, the cut of his... Clothes also, very high waisted pants and everything.
0: Did you ever do a painting of the glasses? Remember the one with the giant coke (laughs) bottles?
1: Yes. No, I didn't. (laughs) I was trying to shy away from like straight up portraits of Seinfeld, because then that's like, it's fan art at that point. But I did do a bunch of that, it turns out. It was sort of, it's hard for me to not like get really zoomed in and Mm -hmm. start refining everything and trying to make it realistic. The right. challenge for me is to keep it loose and to not adhere to the original image because it's there. Yeah. the illustrator in me is like, make it right. Oh yeah,
0: make <laughs> it look like that.
1: Make it correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did all those.
0: How long did you spend doing that work? Because on your site there was no, quite a bit of them.
1: There's a lot. I was doing them pretty fast. Yeah. And then I stopped and then I started them again, maybe like a year or mm-hmm. something. But I guess I was doing other stuff also at the same time, but um, eventually I guess I just started using screenshots of videos in general as jumping off points. Like, not Seinfeld necessarily, but weird stuff on YouTube, Right. like uh, tutorials and stuff that people shoot themselves and they post, like, just the most specific, mundane tasks. Yeah. like. The one that always comes to mind is, like, how to make your own edible arrangement. (laughs) Which (laughs) is... I don't know who's who's searching for that, but they're out there for you.
0: Well, those are expensive edible arrangements.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So... Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you can make your own.
0: Yeah, you want to... You know, do your unspecific version of it. Right. I <laughs> mean, it just so makes weird, me buddy. think of
1: like the scenario where someone's bringing their homemade edible arrangement to like a baby shower, and right. everyone's like, wow, it's so unique. <laughs> 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 Did you make this? Yeah, <laughs> the and I have mean, like, YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> I spent four hours. <laughs> I got a melon baller, I got a special cookie cutter for the pineapple, I got the dowels, I got the foam. You really need set of supplies. A toolkit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could make it, like, kind of a side hustle. Anyway, I got kind of deep into that. <laughs> um, and
0: those you were just finding just by, like, you know, looking around on the internet?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I was trying to search YouTube for videos I thought would be kind of poorly shot with, like, maybe some blurry close-ups. Yeah. And and maybe funny fades between shots or something like hands holding like the shape of cut out fruit is sort of
0: uh-huh.
1: like sort of abstract. But also it's like, is that a flower? Is it a okay. strawberry? Is it just a random blob? Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to find images like that that were like right in between. So people's homemade tutorials usually fall into that category, I realized. Yeah, or like this aesthetic tools, right? I think like
0: all those homemade even if it's like music reviews or whatever it is or just people ranting they have like a very specific look I guess it's webcam yeah, or it's like that kind of you know staring at a computer kind of video but it's just funny how they all kind of have a similar look to me
1: I know yeah I mean I guess also it's like when someone's in the middle of a project and the thing hasn't come together yet you can't tell what it is Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like someone making a mask or someone making a diorama or an edible arrangement when it's all in pieces it's kind of a nice kind of image that I'm looking for Yeah. where it's like you recognize some things some parts but it's not a thing yet Mm -hmm. so it's abstract in a way and it's really highly personal like somebody's this can't be recreated it's like a moment in one person's life Yeah. it's
0: like a diary or something like looking into someone's diary
1: yeah like that.
0: So where did that go once you...
1: Um, It just led me deeper into YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember... I don't know. I get sidetracked. You know, like, I probably went from there to this website called, like, Instructables, Mm -hmm. where people post... It's not videos, but it's, like, photos and written instructions how to make, like, a grilled cheese Mm -hmm. or something like that. And uh, usually, well, you can find, like, really, really bad Really, really bad ones. Right. Like someone's like, how to make a pita pizza. And then there's a bunch of photos of like the worst looking pita with like burnt cheese on it. And they're like, there you go. And that's how you do it. Enjoy. (laughs) You're welcome. So I don't know.
0: 380 views or something, right?
1: Yeah. And then there's comments that are like, thanks. This looks great. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh my God. Maybe it's my, kind of sad though, in a way too. It's super sad. Yeah, yeah. it's super. It's like
0: sad. people, it's it's almost like a visualization of people's desire to share.
1: Yeah, and they, they just can do it, connect. and anyone
0: can see it, but then no one's really looking at that stuff.
1: I guess. I mean, I am. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe maybe my subject matter is also just my hunt for like hilarious stuff right that will make me laugh (laughs) and often it comes in the form of pieces of people's projects that are funny for some reason not necessarily I'm not necessarily laughing at them but maybe they're making something that they think is funny too right there's a humor and it happens to look cool yeah
0: so how did that affect your paintings like how did
1: um I don't know I mean it led me to this YouTube video that all these paintings are based off of. Oh
0: really? This is all based off a of YouTube?
1: Mm-hmm. There's uh, I found this person who uploads... He has like 900-something videos, and a lot of them are claymations. Oh yeah, I guess in general, this YouTube searching quest led me to like claymations. Yeah. Or kids' projects made out of clay first of all kids make like weird stuff that's right. sometimes indecipherable and then when it's clay it's like lumpy and even weirder looking Yeah. so then I started looking on YouTube for claymations like teachers will post like our class the combination of our class claymation projects mm-hmm. so there's all these like two minute videos that kids have made of like just weird ass random stories that they've come up with
0: yeah.
1: And um, but this one is not by a kid it's by a young Man, and videos uh, video is called Patrick and Shadrach in stupidstitions which is a pun Mm-mm. it's meant to sound like superstitions right. um, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome and I didn't even realize that until someone told me I was like oh that's what that means that's what that's about <laughs> I didn't know what stupidstitions was but now I do um, and it's, so there's like a there's like a clay pig and a clay sheep and they're friends and the clay pig wakes up in the morning and it says Friday the 13th or something on his calendar and he like bolts out of bed and he's all freaked out and then he realizes he forgot to change the page in the calendar. It's a series of like, series of mishaps mostly um, created by his friend who comes over Mm -hmm. and proceeds to disrupt the whole order of Patrick Pig's life. So there's all these scenes of them like he lets him in. The first thing he does is like open up his umbrella, and he's like, "Patrick, <laughs> or Shadrock, what are you doing? You can't have an umbrella open indoors."
0: And this is one person doing this. It's one and person. It's he made it all.
1: He's voicing both characters. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's based on something else or if it's just his own story, but mm-hmm. he has two versions of it. This is one of them. But he smashes a mirror at some point. He like spills salt. He does all these things that Patrick, the pig, needs to tell him like the correct step to take in order to make it right again, mm-hmm. I guess, according to his superstitions. Like, when you spill salt, you're supposed to then throw it over your shoulder. Right. When you smash a mirror something, I forget what you're supposed to do after that. But yeah, anyway, so these are all, I took a bunch of screenshots from that where they're kind of in the midst of these scenarios.
0: But then I'm guessing the color is totally different.
1: Yeah, the color is and just random. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah, I inserted some of the modeled background texture. That's just my own choice. And there there's no checkered floor like in that painting, but yeah.
0: It's so I choices. mean the specific sort of history of visual things that have these colors and these combinations and stuff is very specific to me. Is it something that you're tapping into or you're not really concerned
1: about? I don't think so. I don't think I know, I don't think I know enough to know what (laughs) what I'm tapping into,
0: actually. It's intuitive or kind of just direct and...
1: The colors are just... Uh, they're random to me. They don't mean, they're not in reference to anything. I'm sort of just trying to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to be bright, but I don't want it to be rainbowy. I want it to, ha- like, have some contrast, but not too much. I guess my, what I've been doing is choosing, like, three colors, and then I'll use, like, a darker and a lighter version of those all in the same painting so they kind of go. together, but then each individual color is like maybe clashing with the others at the same time. But when you blend them with an airbrush, they just, they just go anyway.
0: Yeah, and you're spraying a lot.
1: It's all airbrush, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just tape and airbrush.
1: Tape, matte medium, airbrush, yeah. A lot of paint in the air.
0: When did you make the transition? To the airbrush. I mean, because the, the Seinfeld paintings, obviously, were yeah. very um, brushy.
1: I guess 2013.
0: And what was the trigger? No pun. Intended. <laughs> That's
1: a pun. Um. I, was, I was totally not <laughs> trying to do that.
0: You I'll even fade it. the sides of them. I just noticed that.
1: Yeah, I did that for these. I don't usually do that. I'm, I just usually like tape off the canvas edges and leave them... Um, like raw canvas but I ordered these canvases for the show because I didn't have enough time to stretch them myself so the edges are gessoed and I didn't like the look of that.
0: Oh they gesso the sides?
1: Yeah I think it's just pre-gessoed canvas or something yeah I don't know how they do it but yeah I didn't I didn't want to leave them like that. Um, I don't remember why I switched to oh I was using um, I was using spray paint to make gradients in little I was making these little flag paintings and drawings Um, and using spray paint to get these fades but it's just I don't like that process it's really annoying to me and it's so noxious and like um, leaves a a lot more like paint dust everywhere yeah so airbrush seemed like the logical next step
0: yeah so
1: um,
0: how did one thing I wanted to ask about the subject matter is does the person who made these videos know that this show is hanging in the New York City
1: gallery? <laughs> <laughs> people have been asking me that. I don't think I mean, it's I pretty so.
0: specific. I mean, the way I you're know. describing it, it's pretty specific to this person's project.
1: I know. I, I'm not sure if I should contact him or what. Like, I'm, I'm not going to assume that he wants anything to do with me yeah. or these paintings. Um, <clears throat> he might not like them or he might think they're, like, stupid. Or. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
0: And he's probably not going... See that you know it's it's not like you're you're just using that as a jump off point for compositions and these Mm -hmm. creatures. No one go coming in here, I would imagine, is going to go, oh, that's Franklin or whatever. Oh, (laughs) Shadrock from
1: my favorite YouTube video. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. I mean, his most of his other videos are um, are Thomas Tank
0: Engine
1: content and My Little Pony.
0: Okay, so we're probably dealing with a certain age group here.
1: Well possibly I mean he's he's probably like in his 20s I'm not sure yeah. he has a very specific like set of interests um,
0: that's the interesting thing about the internet though is that there could be this kind of collaboration
1: right and no one <laughs> totally knows. totally random <laughs> I know I feel kind of weird like the right thing to do maybe would be to tell him just in order to like thank him right like, you made this awesome video it's really cool I think it's super funny great comedic timing everything's awesome looking also oh, and I made the way, all these paintings
0: <laughs> here's an install shot of a New York City gallery filled with paintings made from your YouTube channel. hope you're
1: cool with this <laughs> yeah I don't know I think it says he's like Christian I don't know if he'll find something like oh, these uh, are- maybe he'll like look into my background and then be like what this is a terrible person I don't know I don't want to offend him
0: Well, these are very trippy, though.
1: They are kind of trippy, There's
0: a kind of psychedelic...
1: Why have you, (laughs) yeah, destroyed my images this way?
0: (laughs) But I was thinking about the reason I also asked about 4th Thunder, because that kind of aesthetic of that neon kind of uh, pastiche collage, I mean, these feel collaged even though they're not collaged because of the way that you're dropping shadow and layering things. Yeah. They feel like a thin layer of depth it's very collagey and tactile
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: and there's also like this vapor wave aesthetic to them i think Whoa. that i don't know if you what does that mean okay never sounds, mind
1: sounds cool <laughs> i like that i like the sound of that
0: but there's like an 80s vibe to some of the colors too
1: yeah i suppose so but i it's... didn't know if
0: that was at all in your mind while you're making them or if
1: not it's not it used to be and i think it's just stuck in there yeah. whether i want it to come out or not it's just happening mm-hmm. but i used to be really all about like pastels like easter colors and low contrast more like what you might see in 80s fashion and yeah. prints and stuff but then i was like uh i'm not gonna do that anymore it's too cheesy or something but it's i guess it's still, <laughs> it still still reads a little bit that way in some ways
0: but there's more of a punch to it there's like a a technological feel to the color because some of the way a it's gradients b it's spectrum right right so you're getting spectrum colors or like it you said you didn't want it rainbowy but there's there's spectrum well not rainbow (laughs) but there's that's it's more almost like you know like television spectrum right feel to it and there's the spray gives you spray is technology like the right. paint is going into little circles and landing on the canvas and that's a certain kind of technology too so you know and spray aesthetic you know there is a linkage to that in the 80s and graffiti yeah. and all that so yeah I just I didn't I, it's interesting because I it is kind of a clash between a lot of different or at least for me in my generation like when I grew up there's different eras that i um, touching on on these, which makes it really interesting, and it kind of confuses me in in an interesting way. You know what I mean? Like, I can't place it. And then you hit me with some shaped canvases, and that's even, like, what's going (laughs) on there?
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. What is going on? Sometimes I only realize, like, in retrospect, what's going on, or what was going on.
0: Right.
1: Um, I'd like to do some more shaped, like, some some differently shaped canvases, Mm -hmm. not so regular and round but like a weird trapezoid or something. Yeah. Um, Well
0: these have, there there seems to be, obviously in some of these there's like a mirror, so to me that's what the circle paintings really, that's where it took me in my mind. I don't know if that's that's what you were intending.
1: I think I was just I was focused on, I had like a series of screenshots I knew I wanted to paint for the show, and I was sort of trying to place them on the appropriate shape. Like some some of these have a more central figure or set of figures, and I didn't want to put those in the circle and make it look like a classical portrait right. or something. I wanted it, because the circles tend to balance everything, whether or not you want it to. At least for me, I feel like that's happening. So I was trying to choose the compositions that felt the most off balance to put in the circles so that they wouldn't be so symmetrical looking Mm -hmm. I guess yeah and then I hadn't even thought about like a mirror within a circle as a as a thing but I guess I did that twice
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like a feedback loop yeah in a way you know it's like or or like an Alice in Wonderland like multiple worlds
1: yeah, I do like that.
0: Do you mind me reading that into your No, paintings? no. That's
1: what I want. <laughs> I like I like having this jumping off point and I know what I'm painting, but then what I like what I would like to happen is for people to look at them and then see their own shit and yeah, yeah.
0: like oh, Well, that's why that we a, paint, right?
1: I guess so. As opposed
0: to reading books or writing books or essays or whatever. Cuz people are going to yeah. see something different. And it's like that gap is interesting that way of communicating is so different than any other way of communicating.
1: Yeah, I like that open-endedness of that. Yeah. Like I I don't really need you to to um, see what I was seeing. It doesn't really matter to me. Right. If you see this weird clay sheep holding a mirror, but I guess some of these are a little bit more obviously figures than in some of my slightly older work uh-huh. kind of giving into that like okay it's a it's a figure you're yeah. right yeah there's it's undeniably like a sheep or although that's not undeniably a sheep some people think it's like a dragon i think but it's fine <laughs>
0: i thought sheep great <laughs> So <laughs> cool. it worked
1: he has that the, wool vest thing
0: yeah like the flocked yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah, and, and the other thing I was thinking too is different people who, like you know as you're growing up, you're coming to age, there's like a certain, I don't know what the age range is, where your aesthetic is really, like something's like burned into your aesthetic growing up, it yeah. kind of stays with you, yeah. and um, like I grew up, like the 80s were that time for me, it's when I was like, you know, a teenager, and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or coming into being a teenager, and that 80s aesthetic is, I'll never forget that, you know, so, um, that might mean something different to me than someone who grew up in the 90s where really that, or the 2000s, or, you know, the 1920s, or whatever, <laughs> was yeah, their formative totally. years, you know? I think that always has a big effect on the way you see things. It's kind of like the yeah. time period when you grew up.
1: Yeah, when that stuff is forming your brain, um...
0: Yeah, Brittany's not going anywhere. You're gonna have to Brittany
1: God, that. did she make it into my work somehow all that fucker? <laughs> no, I don't no, think no. she did, but no, she no, might no. have. No. But definitely in the titles, actually. But I don't know, I think actually like Magic Eye. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff oh God, was, in retrospect yeah. that I really liked, I like later grabbed onto again, like, oh yeah, fucking Magic Eye right. it's so cool. I like that idea. It's like you it's basically an all over pattern, but it's not it's irregular. Yeah. So and then, if you like blur your eyes, an actual image comes out, which
0: those are pretty cool. I
1: like, yeah, it's so cool.
0: Trippy, and I love the fact that I could see them, and a lot of my friends couldn't.
1: Yeah, but you can't see it. <laughs> like you can't. That's sucks. But I would, li-
0: I would really have to make myself go cross-eyed. Yeah. And then it would just pop up immediately.
1: It's such a cool weird it's thing. Weird. Like they formed an algorithm that you can activate with by fucking up your eyesight yeah. intentionally.
0: That's like early visionary technology that was really for the betterment of the human race. So
1: cool. <laughs> I know. Are they still doing that? I wish no, I don't I'd like know. to know more about current Magic Eye innovation. Like who's on the team now and what's yeah. going on? Is there, are they at NASA? Is there gonna be some big reveal, hologram, something or other?
0: Augmented reality is a new <laughs> Magic Eye.
1: Got to know. Yeah. yeah. What if you could do Magic Eye within a VR? experience. Oh, that
0: would be amazing. You could still burn the shitty incense and have the Bob Marley posters <laughs> in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: and You'd have you to. Know, the full experience.
1: Yeah. But what would be the image that comes out of the magic eye? It's like an iPad or something. Dumb.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, just like a flat. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be self-referential.
1: Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I guess, at this point.
0: Do you get a lot of inspiration from things outside? I mean, are you looking at painters? are you looking at, Not really. I mean obviously you're looking at day-to-day stuff, right? Stuff on the stuff. internet, I really banana peels, like stuff. stuff. Like if you go to a vintage store, you're going to be pretty interested.
1: It's my favorite place to yeah. be, yeah.
0: Do you go to like antique places upstate or?
1: Not antiques in? so much. I, I really feel at home in like a Salvation Army, mm-hmm. you know, despite their politics, I have to say that. Yeah. But Or like Goodwill or a Savers. Although I have my hierarchy of preferences. Right. Any of those will do, but...
0: Did you grow up with those? hmm Yeah,
1: Yeah, weird. I think, actually, I remember, like, when I was working at the farm, this girl I worked with had a weird old T-shirt, and I was mm-hmm. like, where did that come from? She's like, oh, I bought a Salvation Army. I was like, you can do that? Oh, my God. My life is changing right and now. And it's cheap. So cheap. It's perfect for me. Growing it's up in Pittsburgh, they were so weirdo. good,
0: and they had... Like they would color-code their v-necks Ugh. and because
1: cause some awesome person is working there who yeah. has the passion right yeah
0: like, so i'm cool. going to put all the latigras together and all the eyes <laughs> odds next to that <laughs> and then ralph Flor- you know what i mean I, was, love we I love that
1: i love finding really evidence ones. of the devoted salvation <laughs> army employee uh, who's yeah. just like i'm not gonna leave these all just willy-nilly right this is my job yeah and this They're is where i spend it. my day I would be doing that for Cause sure. Because they're
0: not getting paid a lot, I guarantee.
1: I don't think, I don't know that they get paid at all.
0: Oh, really? That's pro bono?
1: I think. Voluntarily. There's this also like whole recovery program intertwined with oh, it. Oh, right, right, right. And then like this Christian stuff. I don't know. It's kind of weird over there, but. Sometimes you see a really well-organized Salvation Army, and you're like, "Who here is responsible for this?"
0: <laughs> well I want to done. Meet sir. the person in charge. Yeah,
1: they <laughs> usually. I feel like they take great pride in it sometimes, which yeah. is understandable, because it's a lot of weird bullshit to rearrange all the time. Right, but so whenever
0: whenever you hang a show like this, and they're big paintings, and I'm sure at some point you get a little bit of painter's talk or people who want to. Talk about your work within the context of contemporary painting or whatever is that something that you're kind of it's you know how do you engage in that are you not as interested or god, you god i
1: don't know how i don't have like i really don't know anything about uh art that sometimes feels that way like someone will reference a an important like famous painter from history you know and mm-hmm. i'm like uh Sometimes I just pretend that I know who they're talking about. Usually I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I know that person mm-hmm. and their... Uh, paint. Pa- did you say paintings? Yeah, I know yeah, their yeah. paintings. Hold on, yeah. let me
0: Google. I mean, uh, <laughs> I've got a...
1: I'm just going to look at my emails. <laughs> and yep, 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 yep. Right, Matisse, totally. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'm way more interested in, like, the weird stuff in the world that... Yeah. I look at and think about constantly. And also comedy and like junk and the internet. Like that stuff is what I'm thinking about. I don't know how to talk about painting really.
0: But it's funny cuz you're you're not doing an online video channel or any of that stuff. You're making big paintings. So why they're... am I
1: doing that? <laughs> <laughs> why am I doing this? I'm no. not trying to No, it's push co- you Oh my god. Should here. I leave? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> god curious as to how that enga- I mean I think there's something really I imagine very liberating and um, fresh about just not being encumbered by worrying about art history per se and just doing your thing and, yeah.
1: kind
0: of, and improvising and you know and just making images
1: yeah I think um, you know once in a while I think about like grad school mm-hmm. and I know it would be useful in many ways but I also think it might fuck me up having too much information Yeah. because <laughs> I can really overthink stuff if I have uh, the knowledge to do so. I yeah. can really spiral into like second guessing myself and like, well, I can't do that. It's already been done. I can't even like dip a toe into that or
0: self paralysis you know? through oh, yeah. information. Oh yeah. my
1: God. It's such a thing.
0: I love that, <laughs> that art history would be paralyzing, but the internet, which is just the, the biggest shopping mall for information in the world.
1: Yeah. But I guess
0: in that sense, it is that paralyzing you, can, you can just navigate it, though, the way you want to. You know? I mean, you found yeah. a pretty niche it's kind like, of thing here to base all this work off of, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like paralyzing in the same way that a blank canvas is paralyzing, because yeah. there's unlimited options for you to choose from or think about or whatever. But it's not restrictive to me as a painter specifically, the way art history feels like it is. Right. Or would be if I knew anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel free to like experiment with ways of working that maybe I would maybe I wouldn't if I knew more and I'd be like, well, that's too close to this or right. like I don't want to be a part of that conversation or I mean there is some of that, but I'm kind of in the dark mostly. Sometimes someone will be like, Oh, this really reminds me of this um, movement and I'm like, great.
0: Oh, that's cool. I, I don't didn't know. even I didn't even mean it. <laughs> I didn't even know what that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna look that up now. <laughs> I'll get back to you about whether I agree.
0: Right. Probably like, will. Va- vaporwave.
1: Vaporwave, I'm gonna check out. Check it
0: out. Um <laughs> So what do you listen to while you're working?
1: Um, Oh, man, it really runs the gamut. This summer was all Sean Paul, and I found this website where you can adjust the pitch and tempo of any song that you can upload Mm -hmm. if you have an MP3. So I was listening to a lot of Backstreet Boys and Mariah Carey, like, slow down, which is really good, if you're wondering. (laughs) Sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, it does sound good.
1: Mariah Carey being very high-pitched you slow it down it's just like a, a monster
0: that sounds like it would sound like what mariah Carey sounds like in mariah Carey's head
1: <laughs> maybe i don't Possibly. know i hope so like really, really good slow. yeah i'm not i'm on the verge of imitating it but i'm gonna hold back okay. i don't think anyone wants to hear that but um yeah it's it's been a lot of Sean Paul for some reason, but in general, it's like—I mean—I have to say, Lightning Bolt mm-hmm. has always been, and like Dan Deacon, those those two sounds for me have been very like analogous to what I'm trying to make visually, mm-hmm. because it's like totally dense, saturated, chaotic sounding noises. Yeah. But then there's this complex underlying structure. And that's kind of what I'm always going for. It, like, really energizes me to think about that. Yeah. Um, I want it to look like chaos, but then as you experience it, you realize where the structure is coming from.
0: Yeah. It um, kind of falls into place the longer you look at Kind of like a magic eye.
1: Kind of like a magic eye. Out right. of
0: chaos comes order.
1: Right. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Um... Paul Simon, I mean, Will Wayne, just really the whole gamut. Also podcasts, a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Any ones that you would recommend to anyone? <laughs>
1: I can't think of any <laughs> off the top of my head. You know, there's some art podcasts. can't remember what they're called. <laughs> there's this one, yeah. Um, it's, again, the whole gamut of podcast. There's, like, a bunch of true crime podcasts I listen to. Yeah. And, like, NPR-ish stuff, This American Life, Definitely. and, like, psychology-based stuff I'm really into all the time.
0: Do you like comedy Story ones? Storytelling.
1: Comedy, yes. I got into so it because
0: of comedy podcasts. Marin. Marin and Nerdist and all those. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I gobble it up. Yep. I love them so I much. Know.
0: That's a, one really great thing about the podcast, too, is that you just... They just show up on your phone if you subscribe, and it's like a little gift. It's awesome. And if it's someone you really love on the podcast, it's like a double gift. It's the best. Yeah, I love it.
1: I mean, often it's all I have to talk about at the end of the day, because I'm just like working and I don't interact with anybody. You're in
0: your zone. And it's like, what'd you do today? I'm like,
1: "Uh," but it's always, it's like so much information goes in my head from these podcasts, and I'm interested and I'm engaged. But then when I go to tell someone about it later, because it's the only thing I have to talk about. I can't remember the specifics of what I heard, so it's a lot of like, yeah, it's, I heard this really crazy story today. It, it was like, who, what podcast was it? Oh, I can't remember. Um, anyway, it's like, we're talking about these like monkeys. No, no, where was it? Africa? no, wait. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, so these monkeys are in the, no, was it chinchillas? No, 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 it was monkeys. Just, I lose all the detail and it's so so humiliating. I can't get through like an anecdote anymore. I don't know, maybe I'm just inundated with information.
0: It's hard to remember things when you're constantly taking it in.
1: Yeah, and there's such great stories. I'm trying to relate to my friends. They're like, I'll just send you the podcast. Just send the link, share it. I can't fucking remember anything. (laughs) I'm getting it totally wrong.
0: Well, I think people are going to be really excited when the Morgan Blair pops up on the Sound Vision feed.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Roll their <our> eyes. <laughs> no. Great. I think
0: people will be really into it. But um, <laughs> So, do you have anything else coming up, or websites, or Instagram, or anything that you would like to share with people?
1: Oh. Um, Any yeah. plugs? Okay. I'm going to try to make some more puzzles. I've been making puzzles also. Oh, wait. No sound. You can- oh, okay. Yeah, I, I have like a side venture called Puzzle Time. Really? Yes, I make puzzles. Wow. <laughs> That's a thing that we didn't get into, but it's sort of like a family trade in a way, a family hobby that I picked up, and um, I've only made like, I'm making them in additions. So like the first one I had my own, an image of my own printed, adhered to wood. Mm-hmm. And then I cut it on a scroll saw by hand, so they're these handmade wooden jigsaw puzzles. And I did the second one with a piece of Ryan Travis Christian's work. Mm -hmm. And now I want to gear up to make the third one. They're coming so slowly. I'm getting through them so slowly, but I want to do them more often.
0: And there's just basically, wait, how many are you doing of each one?
1: Um, The last one I think I made like five of the larger size puzzle, which was like 10 by 12 inches. be 12 of the smaller size like six by eight inches.
0: It's such a great addition idea. Yeah. <laughs> people make silk screens, you're making puzzles, it's pretty cool. I
1: think it could, if I just had more time to make more, which mm-hmm. I, I do have enough time to make more, I should be focusing on that more, but I think people will be into them yeah. if there were just more to choose from and they were happening more often because it's right. a cool thing. It's like basically a print Combined with a handmade art object, yeah, and puzzles are cool. I mean, I guess people either hate or love puzzles, but
0: I don't think love most people them. enjoy puzzles.
1: Yeah, let's go with that.
0: Even if they don't like doing it, they can give it to someone who does, yeah. and then they can have it. Yeah. It's kind of a cool thing to see.
1: Yeah, you can put it on your coffee table. Yeah, don't lose any pieces, because I won't be able to replace them. All
0: right, it's art. Yeah, so don't mess it up. This is
1: art. <laughs> don't fuck it up.
0: So, is there a website for it or? Uh,
1: Puzzletime.net Nice Yeah Well played. .com was taken Oh really? <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's an online puzzle game But I prefer net So
0: Yeah And then yeah. Um, Your website Your own website
1: MorganBlair.com. Blair.com mm-hmm. Yeah um, Yeah That's my website
0: And then this shows up until
1: Oh god Yeah I should know soon. this oh, no, I'm gonna okay. say mid, never... mid-October That sounds good Yeah
0: and if people don't get to see the show by the time this is up, then they can go to the That's it
1: for me. I'm done after this. No more gal- art.
0: No more. That's it. Just puzzles. I'm
1: out.
0: <laughs> yeah. One and done at the whole gallery.
1: Yep. Okay. No, I I guess I'll <laughs> probably keep making paintings. Yeah. And they can just see them uh, in other places and they can find out about that on Instagram, TBA. maybe. Yeah. Right,
0: right. All yeah, right. TBA. Well, thanks for meeting me here today and letting me um, chat. With oh
1: you. thank you in
0: this it's environment been it's been really cool to be at the gallery and do this
1: yeah only one weird tour group intrusion yeah. it's, it's pretty th- good
0: it's inevitable at least yeah
1: <laughs> it was cool i got kind of warm there for a second
0: right <laughs> oh god <laughs> they brought in body heat <laughs> yeah cool all right thanks Morgan. Cool. thanks, thanks. is produced, recorded, and facilitated by myself, Brian Alfred. The introduction was recorded by Michael Lovett of the band Niska Lines. You can also catch him performing in his band Metronomy. The intro-outro music is by Sean Seymour from the band Lolo Tone. Please subscribe, rate, and review Sound and Vision on iTunes. You can find studio snapshots and additional information at soundandvisionpodcast.com. You can find more information about my own paintings and animations at paintchanger.com. Thanks for listening and supporting this podcast. And thanks to all the artists who share their stories with me.